Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience in leadership is not just a good idea, it's absolutely required. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. I lead a team of leaders who are committed to helping leaders just like you overcome your unique leadership challenges that you're facing. And we do that through coaching, consulting, speaking, writing, teaching, and offering things like this podcast to you because we are obsessed with the idea of adding value to you as a leader. Now, there's something that I've noticed about people over the past several years. I've noticed that there is a group of people who sit around and wait. And waiting can be good. We need patience in leadership, but they wait around for others. They wait for others to give them permission to do things. They wait for others to go first and to make the first move. They wait for people to walk up to them and tap them on the shoulder and say, okay, you can do this now. But I've noticed that there are others who have a different mindset who go first and they make progress on a goal or they get an opportunity to, opportunity to do something they've wanted to pursue, and they lean back, and, and other people, when they see those people pursuing things, say, well, I wish I were as lucky as that person. Lucky? I don't think that's lucky at all. There are those who wait for an opportunity and then act, and then there are those who act and then find the opportunity. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about making bold proposals. This is important to me. I'm going to tell you a story. In the fall of 1999, as a junior in college, I spent the semester studying abroad in Jerusalem. It was an unbelievably marking experience for me in my life, yes, spiritually, but also my mindset and my approach to life was shaped through one particular experience that I had. In November of 1999, our class was on a four-day field trip around northern Israel and on the Sea of Galilee. I'd always wanted to go fishing on the Sea of Galilee, and now here I was with my class, driving around in a bus, touring and looking at things that we studied. We stopped at various towns along the lake. Late one afternoon, I noticed a fishing boat pulling into a port that was next to the property where our class was staying for the night. There's a fisherman, I thought. I've always wanted to go fishing. I wonder if I could ask him if I can join him for a day on the water. No, I thought. Why do I even ask? He's doing a job. I'm a stranger. And he'd probably think I was just in the way. Why would he say yes to me? And then a thought struck me that has stayed with me my entire life since. In that moment where I saw that fisherman and his crew unloading from the day of work, I asked myself two questions. Number one, what's the worst that he can say to my request? The answer, of course, is he could say no. And the second question I asked myself is, can I handle him saying no to my request? And I found myself in that moment saying, yeah, I can, I can handle a no if he says no. What's the worst he can say? No. Can I handle a no? Yes. Okay, then, I said to myself, I will ask. So I walked across. I said, excuse me, sir, are you the captain? And in his thick Jewish accent, he said, yes. And I said, uh, my whole life, I've always wanted to go fishing on the Sea of Galilee. Can I go with you? I said, you can use me as a deckhand. I'll work really hard. I'll pay you money if I can have that opportunity. And with a stern look on his face, he said, I don't want your money. 
come back tomorrow at 6 a.m. and you can join me and my crew while we fish. What? Wow. So the next day, I had an unbelievable opportunity to go fishing. I worked hard and I loved every moment of it, getting to learn about fishing. It was a dream come true. When I got back that night, my classmates were amazed. How in the world did you do that? I've always wanted to do that. How, how did this happen? And I said, I just asked. And he said, yes. I applied that same mindset three weeks later, where I asked a Bedouin shepherd in the Judean wilderness if I could follow him around and watch how he shepherded and protected his sheep. And he said, yes. When I returned, my classmates asked again, how did you get that opportunity? That's so lucky. I've always wanted to do that. I told him, I just asked. And he said, yes. It's also how I became the mascot, Sox the Fox, for the Colorado Springs Sky Sox, the AAA minor league affiliate baseball team for the Colorado Rockies when my wife and I were first married. I used the same two questions. Went to a game. Talked to the community relations person and said, look, I would always love to be a mascot. If I can help you, let me know. I thought, what's the worst he could say? No. Can I handle a no? Yes. You know what he said? Wow. Our mascot is actually leaving in two weeks to go back to college. We're going to need some help. Are you available on this date in two weeks? Yes. And for the next three and a half seasons, I was the mascot, Sox the Fox. In my personal life, I identified four leaders around the country who did not know me, and I asked them to be my mentor. Three of them said no, but one of them said yes. And the one who said yes, his name is Eugene Peterson, author, pastor, and translator of the Message Bible. Eugene mentored me for 12 years until he passed away. I've been marked deeply and indelibly by Eugene, and I will be forever grateful that he said yes. But I had to ask first. In my professional life, there are consulting projects that I have and had in the past that I've made bold proposals to organizations, businesses, and nonprofits, and they've said, you know, I think that's what we need. Yes, let's work together. And again, people said, how in the world did you do that? And I just said, I asked. And they said, yes. This is the same situation that we felt in high school when the prettiest, most popular girl in all of school goes to the prom with the dorkiest, least popular guy, and everyone says, what in the world? How did that happen? Come to find out, every other guy in the school said, well, she'd never go to prom with me. Plus, everyone else in the school has already asked her, or at least the quarterback of the football team. I'm sure that's who she's going to the prom with. And then you come to find out the only person to ask her to the prom was the dorky guy who sat behind you in math class. And she said yes. Before I give the false impression that just making uh, asks makes all your wishes come true, let's talk about the reality of this and the inner work a leader needs to do to engage in making bold proposals. When I've heard a lot of, while I've heard a lot of yeses, there are other times where I have heard a clear no. Sometimes it's a heck no. I applied to speak at a national leadership conference a few months ago, long interview process, and was denied. It stung. Last year, I applied to speak at another TEDx event that I was rejected at several years ago, and I was denied again. Two weeks ago, this is real fresh for me, two weeks ago, I made a significant ask. I really put myself out there with a bold proposal in my writing life, and it was vulnerable. 
It took me about three weeks just to draw up the courage to be able to make this ask about a potential book. And last week, I got a rejection notice. Nope, we're going to pass. And it really took the wind out of my sails for about three days. Ouch. In fact, I have to admit, it still stings a little bit. And yet somehow, despite the rejection, I feel a sense of satisfaction that I did my part. I did not say someone else's no for them. I let them say it. My job was simply to ask. I call this jiggling on the doorknob. Just jiggle on doorknobs to see if they are unlocked. And if the doorknob is locked, don't break it down. Try to pick the lock. Don't do it. But don't assume it's locked either. We've got to be able to have the courage to walk across the room and to jiggle the doorknob to see if it's unlocked. Growing up, my brother, um, we'd go on vacation and he'd come back with $20 of change. He's probably eight, nine years old. And we said, how in the world do you do this? He, every vending machine that he would see when we were down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, he would run up and put his finger in the slot. And you know what? Oftentimes he'd find coins, quarters, dollars. Why? Because everyone else assumes that there's no change in the change slot. And Alan would always run up and find all these extra coins and bills laying around. There are also times where I use the two questions, what's the worst they can say? No? Can I handle a no? And you know what? There's sometimes where the answer is no. I can't handle a no. Not right now. It may be that I'm too vulnerable or I haven't had enough courage to ask. And so I don't. I wait until the courage grows in me, or I can talk myself into it, or to say, you know what? I'm not going to take that risk. So leaders, I want to encourage you today, don't wait for other people to act. You go first. You make the bold proposals. Don't assume someone else's no. Will you strike out on sometimes? Yes. Will you hear a no? Yes. Will it sting? You bet. But you make bold proposals enough and you will find yourself in rooms that you wouldn't normally be in. You'll find yourself in situations you didn't even imagine a year ago. And you'll find yourself with people you didn't anticipate having the opportunity to connect with. So leader, make some bold proposals. Take initiative. Jiggle on some doorknobs and see if they're unlocked. You don't need other people to come over and tap you on the shoulder and give you permission to ask. You have the permission. I'm giving you the permission and you can do it. And so leader, make bold proposals and see what happens. Well, thanks for joining me today. This podcast episode is produced by the viable, affable, and industrious Joel Limbaugh, founder of Onalim Productions, a company which produces videos and podcasts for leaders around the country. You can see his great work at onalimproductions.com. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, make bold proposals. Don't assume someone else's no. Let others tell you. You have to have the courage to ask. So be bold and walk across those rooms and jiggle on those doorknobs. Have a great week. 